0: Alright, good evening everyone. Hopefully everyone is having a blessed evening as we are. We'd like to say praise the Lord, thank the Lord for another day in the land of the living and another chance to get our acts together. Welcome back to Joy in the Midst of the Storm, a program where we do live stream weekly Bible studies on Facebook and as well as uploading them to pod, every major podcast platform shortly after we go off, offline. It's January 9th, 2020 and week 49. We've almost made it to our whole year. So we'd like to say thank you guys who's been with us from the beginning and even for the people who just started listening, maybe even as soon as last week. We greatly appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week. And i also like to mention we have one of our friends here, live audience, if you want to wave. Oh, <laughs> uh, John, he's here. So, um, and he, he's, he always has questions. Um, so we greatly encourage him to ask questions as well as you guys. So again, thank you for tuning in. And for most of us, or for everyone who claims true Christianity, that means being Christ-like or Christ-Christians, in, in that's, that's what we get the name from. And so that means we have to try our best to model our lives after the life that Jesus lived as close to as possible. And that definitely includes how we treat people. A lot of people are so mean to other people for absolutely no reason, and I was reading a story the other day about this guy who uh, I always mess this word up, but he has a disease called multiple neurofibromatosis, and he has thousands of tumors all over his body. and He says he gets treat, treated worse than a stray animal, and no matter how what anybody's going through or how anybody looks, it's still our job to treat them because that treat them well because no matter what they're still a human being they still have a soul they still have feelings and God loves them just like they love us so that's no reason to treat him any differently than we treat our best friend or our cousin or anybody like that so definitely um thoughts and prayers uh goes out to that man and hopefully and prayerfully God pulls out some miraculous thing and heals him so um As you can see from the title, we'll be talking about Don't Die Fool. And we all have security with Jesus, but things can always come and distract us. So it's our job to not fall for those distractions. Don't lean, don't yield into tribute um, temptation, because that's what we can find ourselves doing a lot of times. And if we die in that state, then it definitely will not be good news. So no matter what may tempt us, we definitely have the power. Not yield to us. So without any further ado, I'm going to pass it over to Minister Tony Banks so we can go ahead and get started with tonight's lesson.
1: Thank you, Melvin. Um, welcome again to everyone out there. Before we move too far, we always like to start by saying a prayer, if you guys can, bow your heads with us. Heavenly Father, thank you for yet another opportunity to study your word. Lord, we thank you for how you continue to bless us, how you continue to keep us, how you continue to watch over us week in and week out. Lord, we thank you for Allowing us just this opportunity to have another Bible study, Lord. Because there's so many other places we could have been. There's so many other things that we could have been doing. Lord, we just say thank you. Lord, we're praying for all people going through so many issues. Melvin brought up a man. We're praying for him, Lord. We're praying for our friends, our family, our, our loved ones, people we don't even know, Lord. Through That we would strive and we would continue And see that there is joy in the midst of every storm, Lord, no matter what the hardships may be, Lord. We're praying that you will continue to bless us and keep us through tribulations, through temptations, Lord. That you will continue to keep us strong, Lord, so that we won't sin against you. And Lord, we're praying these many blessings in your precious name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So, tonight we're going to talk about, the, the title is, Don't Die a Fool. There's a lot of times, especially uh, when we're younger, we do a lot of foolish things. I know I can speak for myself. I've done so many foolish things. Um, And you learn from your mistakes sometimes. (laughs) Sometimes people learn from their mistakes. But sometimes we make mistakes and it'll cost us everything, it'll cost us our lives. Uh, even more importantly, it'll cost us our, sa- our salvation. Um, we can go all the way back to the beginning of time with Adam and Eve and how one mistake cost them everything. It changed the entire world around them and even changed the world for us today. So one foolish act did all of that. And so now is our chance for redemption our chance for salvation and so we don't want to waste this opportunity and so tonight we're going to look at some words of king david at the time and see see what he says at this man's funeral a lot of times when we go to a funeral <laughs> people have never done any wrong whenever you go to a funeral nobody's ever went to hell they always put the person into heaven. They're all Billy was the best person we knew. I mean, he always helped everybody out. He loved his kids. He did all this good stuff, but we never bring out their true, uh, a true representation of who they were. I was talking to a preacher, and he said uh, there was this story of uh, a wife whose husband had just died, and they were at the funeral. And the preacher was saying all this good stuff about (laughs) this woman's husband, her deceased husband. And uh, they said in the middle of the funeral, she got up, walked up to the casket, and she wanted to look inside and see who he was (laughs) talking about. (laughs) Because he clearly couldn't have been talking about the, the person that she had married. So there's so many lies that go on at funerals. But... We're going to look at some truth spoken by King David at a man named Abner's funeral. All right, let's go to uh, verse 33. Um, actually, we can go ahead. Go go back up to 32.
0: Uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 32. And they buried Abner in Hebron. And the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave at, of Ab- Abner. And all the people wept.
1: So we're at the funeral and David's about to speak.
0: And the king lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner as a fool died? David asked, Did this man die as a fool? We
1: have not yet discussed exactly how Abner died, but we will. I just wanted to bring out the fact that you can die as a fool, even after you've come into Christ. Even after you say, I've gotten saved. I know somebody out there, has deceived so many people into thinking that nothing, your salvation is locked, is is it's set and go. It's a done deal after you accept Christ in your heart. But I want to go back to the scripture to, to declare that that's not the case. Let's go back up. We have to do some lengthy reading, so I try my best to cut it down as short as possible but we'll go back up so second samuel chapter three we'll go to verse one and then we're going to drop down to verse six to kind of make sure we get the a a good understanding of what happens in this story here
0: all right verse one now there was long war between the house of saul and the house of david but david waxed stronger and stronger and the house of saul waxed weaker and weaker so saul was the king
1: until he died And now David is, he is going, he is the king, but he has, he does not have full control over Israel because it's divided here between Saul and David. There were people with Saul. There's people with David. Again, Saul had just died though. So his house, all the people with him, they still were with him, but they were soon going to change over to being followers of King David. So his house is getting weaker. We're going to drop down to verse six.
0: And it came to pass while there was war between the house of Saul and the house of David that Abner made himself strong for the house of Saul. Now, Abner was Saul's
1: chief. Abner was the one in charge of Saul's army. So he's still trying to uh, continue on in Saul's name. All right.
0: And Saul had a concubine whose name was Rizpah, the daughter of Aya. And Ishbosheth said to Abner, Wherefore hast thou gone in Until my father's concubine?
1: Now, his concubine, Saul, had a girlfriend. That's all the concubine was. It was his girlfriend. And here, Abner, he becomes in a relationship with Saul's. Girlfriend. So his son, obviously you know his son wasn't gonna like that, even though his father was
0: dead, his son still wasn't gonna like that, all right. Then was Abner very wroth for the words of Ishbosheth, and said, Am I a dog's head, which against Judah do show kindness this day unto the house of Saul thy father, to his brother, and to his friends, and have not delivered thee into the hand of David, that thou chargest me today with a fault concerning this woman? He said, Am I nobody? Am I a nobody? You coming at me because
1: I have a relationship with this woman? Do I mean nothing? He said, I've been trying to show kindness to your father's house since his death. So they have a falling out here. But now this still worked. All things work for the good to them that love God. This worked in David's favor because this is how God was going to uh, allow David to take control
0: over all Israel. All right. So do God to Abner and more also, except as the Lord has sworn to David, even so I do to him Mm -hmm. to translate the kingdom from the house of Saul and to set up the throne of David over Israel and over Judah from Dan, even to Beersheba. So now what's going to
1: happen is now Abner is going to put the plan in motion to Get rid of the house of Saul, and so that all of the people that were following Saul are now going to follow King David because God doesn't want his people divided. That's a theme around Christ, He wants all of us together. But as people, we want to be divided. But, anyways,
0: and He could not answer Abner a word again because He feared Him
1: and He was scared of Abner. All right, so we're going to drop down to verse 20 now. So, Abner is now working towards meeting David we skip some things but he's going to meet David now we'll see what happens when he meets him
0: so Abner came to David to Hebron and 20 men with him and David made Abner and the men that that were there that were with him a feast and Abner said unto David I will arise and go and will gather all Israel unto my lord the king that they may take they may make a league with thee and that thou mayest reign over all thine heart desireth And David sent Abner away and he went in peace.
1: Now, Saul, the house of Saul, we already established, the house of Saul has been fighting with the house of David. And so in this fight, we hadn't discussed this yet, but this has previously happened. Abner, which is the chief of Saul's army, the house of Saul's army, he has fought against Joab which is uh, the leader of David's army. And he has killed Joab's younger brother. So Joab, no doubt, is going to have some envy against uh, Abner. So, but Abner comes and makes peace with David. And again, Joab is underneath David. They were on two opposite sides. But now Abner comes to make peace. So let's find out what happens here.
0: And behold, the servants of David and Joab came from pursuing a troop and brought in a great spoil with them. But Abner was not with David in Hebron. For he had sent him away, and he was gone in peace. Mm -hmm. When Joab and all the hosts that was with him were come, they told Joab, saying, Abner, the son of Ner, came to the king, and he has sent him away, and he is gone in peace.
1: Now, he finds out that Abner, the same person that killed his brother, has come and met with the king, with David. And David has made peace with him. So they have decided to put aside their differences, and Abner has decided to go and talk to the tribes of Israel and tell them, hey, we need to start following David now. We need to stop with the fighting and follow David. So, all right, let's go ahead and go down.
0: Then Joab came to the king and said, what hast thou done? Behold, Abner came unto thee. Why is it that thou hast sent him away, and he is quite gone? He said, hold on, what'd you do that for? All right, thou knowest Abner the son of Ner that he come, came to deceive thee and to know by going out and thy going in, coming in, and to know all that thou doest. Now he has something up his sleeve. He said,
1: This man came here and lied to you, he's just trying to find out what you're doing, he's still against you, nothing's changed. But Abner actually was serious. But Joab has an agenda because this man has killed his brother, like like we we'll said, all right. And when
0: Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner.
1: So Joab now sends messengers against Abner, all right, which brought him again from
0: the well of Sirah. Now David knew it, knew it not.
1: Now this is important. They were in Hebron, which is. Kirjath Arba, I can't even pronounce that correctly, but that's where Sarah, this is who is talking about the well of Sarah Sarah was buried in Hebron, now if you go back and do some digging in the Old Testament Hebron or Kerjath Arba was one of the six cities of refuge, now with the cities of refuge it was a place where God told it started with Moses. God told Moses to get six cities of refuge. And so, if any of uh, the Jews had killed one another, if they had done something that they should not have done, he said, whether they were unaware, whether they do it knowingly, or they didn't even know they were going to do it, if they killed someone, they could escape to the city of refuge. And the person who was coming to avenge their deceased, he said, you can't touch him, not in the city of refuge. So they basically had a get away, get out of jail free card at the city of refuge. So what happens here is that Abner, he was in the city of refuge. But if you go back and read 26 again,
0: and when Joab was come out from David, he sent messengers after Abner, which brought him again from the well of Sarah. Brought him from
1: the city of refuge now, which is Hebron, which is the well of Sarah, they're calling it, Because, again, Abraham's uh, wife, Sarah, he buried her in Hebron. All
0: right. But David knew it not. Now, David didn't have any clue this was going on. All right. And when Abner was returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside in the gate to speak with him quietly. Now, Joab took him from
1: Hebron. He he brought him outside the gate of Hebron. That's the important part here that we have to grasp.
0: All right. And what was I? inside the gate to to speak with him quietly and and smote him there under the fifth rib that he died for the blood of Eshel, his brother. Now, he was able to kill him because
1: he brought him outside of the city, outside of the city of refuge. He could not touch him. That's the reason he sent him the letter. He could have easily went inside and did it, but that was not lawful. God was not going to allow that. So he had to send a letter and bring the man outside of the city. And there he was allowed to kill him. He was able
0: to kill him. All right. And after which David heard it, he said, I and my kingdom are guiltless before the Lord forever from the blood of Abner, the son of Ner. Now, David said,
1: I didn't have anything to do with this. Drop down to verse
0: 33 again. And the king lamented over Abner and said, died Abner as a fool died? He, said, he said, did this man die as a fool? Indeed he did.
1: He died as a fool. So tonight, my cry to you is not to die as a fool because we have come into the city of refuge. See, the Old Testament was a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. It foreshadowed the New Testament. So, God set up these six cities to to represent a way to escape and that's what we have done when we've come into Christ. He said we are a city set on a hill which cannot be hid. We have come into the church which is nothing but a city of refuge but once we have gotten into the church temptations and and people and so many things will try to pull us outside of the church and if these things are successful you'll die as a fool we'll say because somebody has already been trying to deceive you they said once you get saved it don't matter what you do and if you follow that premise if you allow them to deceive you so nobody's going to stand at your funeral and say it because your family is going to want to hurt them. But I hear David still asking that same question Did they die as a fool? Because they were in safety. They had it made because God declared that nothing could touch them. The blood of Jesus Christ was protecting them. But somebody deceived them to come from underneath the blood, to come from inside of the city where there was protection. See, I watch, uh, well, I don't watch it anymore, but I have watched uh, uh, Tornado Chasers. It's a show about uh, these people, they get inside these vehicles, they kind of make the, the cars like tanks or trucks, whatever vehicle they use, they kind of turn it into a tank. They make it so that you can take it inside of a tornado the tornado can roll right over it. it's still going to be scary but they make them uh, they try to make them strong enough so that you can go inside the tornado to collect data and some people they do it for whatever reason they do it but so a lot of times when they see these tornadoes they get outside of the vehicle so Yes, they have the protection there, but sometimes they choose to get outside and the tornado is getting closer and closer and closer. And so if they don't get back inside, they're no longer protected. It doesn't matter if they say, well, I got this. I got this tank with me. It does not matter if you claim to have Jesus Christ with you. If you get outside of his protection, It does not matter anymore. You can have an umbrella over your head in the rain. You can actually, you can have it in your hand and not have it over your head. If you don't continue to stay underneath the protection, it does not matter if you have the umbrella in your hand. It's not protecting you if you hold it way out there. So we have to be underneath the protection. And that's what happened with, Abner and so that's the reason David asked at his funeral did he die as a
0: fool because he did look at uh, verse 34 thy hands were not bound nor thy feet put into theft. he said look you were not a prisoner you weren't in jail they didn't have you bound mm-hmm. as a man followed before a wicked man so fall as thou mm-hmm. and all the people wept again over him he said man this man died as a fool because he was
1: not captive he allowed someone to bring him outside of the city of refuge. Back, back in, the, uh, in the time of Moses, at the Passover, God told Moses to tell the people to get the best lamb that they could find without spot or blemish. And he told them once they, they kill the lamb, once they eat the meat, put the blood over the doorpost, put it on the top and the two sides. He said, once the death angel comes, the the angel is going to look for the blood. So he told them, once you get inside, he said, don't come back out because if you are to come back out, there is no protection for you because God was going to look the blood. He wasn't going to look at the person. He's, he wasn't going to look at what they have done. So sometimes people, when we look at the cities of refuge, we say, well, how could they get away with all these things? All these bad crimes that they've got away that that they have committed because the blood was covering them because God was giving them salvation. Because of the blood of Christ. That's all it represented. The blood of Christ. So now that we have come into the city of refuge. We have an escape. From every sin. That we've done. It doesn't matter if people say. Well I remember them five years ago. Boy they was rough. They were strung out on drugs. They was a prostitute. They were a liar. They did this. It does not matter. Because now we have come. Into the city of refuge. But if we allow someone to deceive us, we'll die a fool. Just like the man Abner. Because he was not a fool. He knew to be in the cities of one of the cities of refuge. He knew to be in there. But he allowed someone to deceive him. He allowed Joab to deceive him. And that's the reason Joab sent them the letter, brought them outside of the gate of the city, just outside. And so if we're not careful, the enemy will bring us outside of Christ and we'll be killed and we will die as a fool. I know somebody told you that it doesn't matter what you do. They want to fool you. That's what they want to do. They want to make you a fool. The Bible says there were five wise and five foolish. We better pick that up Uh, in the book of Matthew, the 25th chapter. Tonight, I'm hoping that we won't become foolish, that we won't die a fool. Which verse? Uh, We'll start at verse 1. Matthew chapter
0: 25 and verse 1. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins. The kingdom of heaven is the church. We're still talking about the church. The
1: city of refuge. Where it is possible for you to die a
0: fool. Mm -hmm. Which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom.
1: Now the bridegroom is Christ. We already know he is the bridegroom. So we have ten virgins. Represent... Half and half of the church, he's gonna tell us. All right, and five of them were wise, and five were foolish. Five wise, half of the church did what was right, and half were foolish. They died a fool. This is the problem that happens. Somebody begins to fool us. Uh, Paul asked the Galatian church, he said, Who hath bewitched you? Who the fooled you?
0: Call them foolish too. Uh,
1: who have done this to you somebody you started out believing the truth and somebody deceived you and allowed and changed your mind
0: you have become foolish all right they that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them mm-hmm. but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps they took no oil with them oil represents the holy ghost
1: so many people right now, they saying, I got the Holy Ghost and don't even have it. They took no oil with them. David said, uh, the Lord has anointed his head with oil. Representing, he's talking about the Holy Ghost because when Jesus came, he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he hath anointed me. It's the spirit of God. That's the oil. So. There are foolish people who are not taking
0: God's Spirit with them and thinking that they have it. All right. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. Mm -hmm. And at midnight there was a cry made Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Mm -hmm. Go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. Mm -hmm. Trimmed their lamps, sorry. And the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are going out.
1: (laughs) They said, Give us of your oil. (laughs) you can't give nobody the Holy Ghost. That's given by God. So, we're talking about not being a fool. This is our time to get this thing right. This is our time to stay strong. He said, watch and pray. Our adversary, the devil, he's like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is trying to get you. when we were not in christ the devil didn't have to get us he had already ha- he already had us but christ bought us back with a price so once you come into christ once you begin to understand the truth then the fight begins then you will be tested and then you have a choice to decide if you want to continue or if you want to go back if you say my old lifestyle was better than it was now, I, I enjoyed life better then. Someone will fool you if you're not careful. We'll allow people to fool us. We'll allow our parents, our friends, our family, so many people, uh, a person that we have interest in, so many people can fool us if we're not careful. And then. We began to look at the situation and say, How did I even get here? Because someone has fooled us, but we better not die a fool. We better not die a fool because the Bible already declares the church has five wise and five foolish. Half of the church. He said, let the wheat and the tares grow together. There's going to be some unprofitable people in the church. This is what Jesus already declared. So I know it's going to be someone because Jesus already said it is. But I'm praying that you would make it your purpose and your mission to not allow that to be you. Don't be as Abner. Don't come into the church. And then get from inside of the church's protection. Don't leave God's protection. It doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have an umbrella, but you still allow the water to hit you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have the tank, but you're not going to be in it when the tornado comes. It doesn't matter. That's foolish. All too often, people become foolish. Uh, I see it all the time. A lot of times whenever I'm doing work, if I'm going to touch something extremely sharp or something that can give me a splinter, I put on gloves. But all too often, I find people say, oh, that's weak. (laughs) That's soft. No, that is smart. Because why would I have protection and not use it? Why would I cut my hands, cut my fingers off? Why would I do these things and not use the protection that God gave me? So we're talking about being a fool. So again, there were five wise and five foolish. So he's showing us how people, even in the church, are still going to be lost. So that's what... David, we'll, we'll go back. Let's go back over to uh Sega Samuel. We'll go back to uh Start at
0: verse Start at verse 30. So Joab and Abish Abishai his brother slew Abner because he had slain their brother Asahel at Gibeon in the battle. Mm-hmm. And David said to Joab and to all the people that were with him, Rin your clothes and gird your and gird you with sackcloth, and mourn before Abner. And King David himself followed the body. He said, We're gonna mourn
1: for this man, because this man died of fool. They were sad
0: about what happened to him. He followed the dead body, alright. And they buried Abner in Hebron, And the king lifted up his voice and wept at the grave of Abner, and all the people wept. Mm -hmm. And the king lamented over Abner and said, Died Abner as a fool died? This man died. He asked the question to the people. He said, I'm going to let you guys decide.
1: But he gives them the answer in the next verse. Did this man die as a fool? Because he did not have to die. He did not have to die. Because God fixed it so that he did not have to die. So today, we do not have to go to hell. He fixed it that way. The Bible says it's not his will that any of us should perish. So we do not have to be cast into the lake of fire. But some of us are still going to choose that option, some of us are still going to die as a fool. Some of us are going, some people are never going to come to the knowledge of Christ. But some of us are going to come to the knowledge and still find ourselves lost. Some of us are going to die a fool. Because someone is going to deceive us after we've come to the truth. Somebody's still going to come in and deceive us. So if we're not careful, we will
0: die as a fool. So David said, did Abner as a fool die? Did he die as a fool? All right. Thy hands were not bound, nor thy feet put into
1: fetters. He said, this man wasn't prison. He wasn't in jail. They didn't bind him. They sent a letter, and this man came outside of the city of refuge. He came outside. The city of refuge, again, just represents the church. That's what happened here. Jesus told us, he said, you are a city set on a hill, the church, the body of Christ. You are a city set on a hill which cannot be hid. So as long as you are in that city, as long as you are in the church, nobody can get to you. You don't have to worry about, (laughs) you don't have to worry about the war. You don't have to worry about Iran dropping a bomb on you. If you are in the city of refuge, you don't have to worry about these things. Because God, nothing can happen to you in the city of refuge. They couldn't kill anybody in the city. That's the reason Joab had to get him to come out. Joab ain't bigger than God. He, he wanted to kill that man bad. But he could not do it in the city. Iran may want to drop a bomb on the U.S. bad. But. They won't be able to hit the city of refuge. They won't be able to hit God's people. So it does not matter who wants you dead, who has a problem with you, who says they don't like you. They don't like the way you look. They don't like the way you act. It does not matter if you are in the city of refuge. You have protection. So these are words of encouragement, but also It is a reminder to not die a fool. Because we found people die a fool. Even if you go, people say, somebody's going to say, see that happened in the Old Testament. There is nothing that's going to separate us from Christ. That's true. But you can separate yourself. And that's what the man Abner did. He left himself. They didn't drag him out. That's what David told. He said he went in. He went in chains. Ain't drag him out. Let's go to Acts the fifth chapter. We will see people die as a fool. Now these people have accepted Christ. They have come inside of the city of refuge, but yet and still somebody
0: deceived them. All right, we'll we'll go to Acts chapter five and we'll look at verse one. But a certain man named Ananias. With Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession. Now, we're in the New Testament now.
1: We are in the New Testament. People who have accepted Christ, they have received the Holy Ghost, been water baptized in the name of Jesus. They sold a possession,
0: all right? And kept back part of the price. His wife also being privy to it and, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. Now, they decided to join the church of God the true church they
1: decide to join the city of refuge now in the city of refuge God don't allow anything to happen he don't allow no any and everything to happen you're not going to uh, <laughs> make a mockery of, of God's house there won't be a den of thieves in God's house that's the reason Jesus when he went inside the temple he started throwing stuff around He went in with the whip and drove them out of there because you cannot disrespect God's true house. Now, there were many places Jesus visited and things weren't the way they were supposed to be because it wasn't God's house. So I was talking to a man about that the other day. They said, man, every church is God's church. I said, no, sir, it ain't. Mm -mm. That ain't true at all. You may go to it and say, I love this place. (laughs) That don't mean God's church. But. Anyways, so we get here and they decide to join God's church. Now, again, you can't do no anything in God's church because God is serious about his. He is serious. So they decide to join God's true church. And they said, we're going to sell this land and give you
0: the money that we make off of it. All right. But Peter said, And the knights, why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost? Now, these people, they got the money, but they didn't turn it all in.
1: They kept back part of the price, the Bible says. So Peter confronts them. He said, Hold on, why did you lie to God? Why did you lie? They blasphemed the Holy Ghost. Now, the book says there is no repentance. They have already come into the city of refuge, which is the church. But Jesus declared that blaspheming the Holy Ghost, he said, there is no repentance for that. There is no salvation. So these people, if they are not careful here, they're going to die
0: a fool. All right. Again, but Peter said, and the eyes. Why has Satan filled thine heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and to keep back part of the price of the land? Mm -hmm. Why has it remained? Was it not thine own? And after it was sold, was it not in thine own power? Why has thou conceived this thing in thine heart? Thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. He said, look, why have you done this?
1: Because while you had this land, you didn't have to sell it. It was yours. Even after you sold it, you had the money for it. You could have kept it all. But no matter what you do, don't lie to the Holy Ghost. Don't lie
0: to God. You're not lying to us.
1: You're lying to God.
0: All right? And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost. God killed him right there. See, God is not going to allow
1: things to go on in the city of refuge this man died a fool because he allowed lust greed selfishness to take over he said man i just can't give up all this i cannot fully surrender all that i have i cannot fully give all that i claim i'm going to give so this man died as a fool Again the Bible says there's five wise and five foolish. So if we are not careful, someone will deceive us.
0: So the man died immediately, all right. And the young men arose, wound him up, and carried him out and buried him. Preacher said they didn't even have a funeral for him. <laughs> they ain't even say any words for him. <laughs> And it was about the space of three hours after when his wife, not knowing what was done, came in. Mm -hmm. And Peter answered unto her, tell me whether ye sold the land for so much. And she said, "Yea, for so much. Now she gets
1: an opportunity to not die a fool here. But she still chose otherwise. She still
0: lied once again. All right. Then Peter said unto her. How is it that ye have agreed together to tempt the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them which have buried thy husband are at the door and shall carry thee out. He said, why did you do this? Why are y'all playing with God like this?
1: Why are you attempting to play with God? Because you can't deceive God. So. Peter said the same people that carried out your husband,
0: they're waiting at the door to carry you too. All right then fell she down straightway at his feet and yielded up the gold she died right there too so we see people dying
1: as a fool now this should scare somebody to not do the wrong thing because eternity is for forever I know it sounds good when people tell you man you don't have nothing to worry about God, everybody's going to be saying, I know that sounds good, but that's not the truth. So my prayer is that we won't be deceived. We'll stop allowing people to tell us lies and then we believe them. We won't allow someone to bring us outside of God's church, outside of the truth, because that's all the devil wants. He wants to keep you away from the truth. Because as soon as he gets you outside, he said, I got him. I can get rid of him now. All I had to do was catch him slipping, as people say. He said, they caught him slipping. (laughs) And that's what the devil wants to do to you. Once you have found out the truth, he said, I just got to get him away from it. I have to. And as soon as I do, that's my chance. But as long as you are in the city of refuge, God won't allow it. He ain't going to allow it to happen. But once you step outside of God, he said, okay, do what you big and bad enough to do. Because as long as you were under my protection, you had nothing to worry about. But as soon as you feel like you're grown, you don't need me. As soon as you turn your back and step outside of the city. You have problems. So I won't prolong it today. I feel as if this is. uh, It's a lot that goes into this. But. I'm praying that we can understand. The message here. Is to not die. A fool. Because I know it makes me sad. It makes me sad that anyone will perish. That anyone would be lost. For all of eternity. That makes me sad. But it. It makes me even more sad for those people who have tasted the goodness of God, who have known the truth for them to turn away and leave the city of refuge. That makes me even more sad because they knew better. They died as a fool. They weren't a fool but they sure became one. They didn't start out as a fool, but they sure became one. So I appreciate you guys for listening and whoever will listen. Thank you guys for continuing to tune in in with us week after week. And I pray that these messages uh, really bless you, that they they really are beneficial to you. And I, I know they will be if you Choose To take heed To God's word So thank you once again For tuning in I'll turn it back over To uh, Melvin <laughs> uh, Thank
0: you And uh, I don't have much To add or anything At all um, Tony You hit the nail On the head With that message It's definitely a good one And um, with all of our messages uh, We're not telling them To invoke Or put fear on anybody Even though You definitely should have Fear in the Lord But it's more of like A wake up call Because a lot of us are at church every Sunday and the church isn't teaching anything that's really true. So that's that's what our goal is, definitely bring out more of the deeper scriptures because I can guarantee you a lot of the places that we go, a lot of people have never heard of. And and that's sad because there are so many things in the Bible that we are oblivious to and God's not going to take in, oh, I didn't know on judgment day. But um, I'm not going to add that much. We see we don't have any questions, but um, we do have a couple of comments. Lazenthia, thank you for, zooming, for tuning Zenia. in. And Frankisha, thank you for the comment. Thank you for tuning thank in. guys. And um, so I'm just going to wrap it up right there. Uh, we hope every, each and every one of you guys have a blessed and safe weekend. Um, it's supposed to be some very bad weather coming in if you're – Living in the eastern, I'm I think it's the southeastern side of the United States. Uh, we had a warm front, so when you have warm fronts in the winter, they generally do bring on bad weather. So if you are in one of those areas or in that area, definitely be safe. Be safe. Thanks, somebody. And um, Azynthia says, "Thank God He blessed me to die out of my ways, so that I no longer would do foolish things." That definitely is a blessing because a lot of people, like Tony and I, were talking about earlier um something sometimes something bad has to happen to somebody before they wake up and realize that they're on the wrong track and a lot of times that something bad happens to people and they still don't turn around they still don't make that 180 degree turn and start living for god so that's why i'm thankful for um i mean i don't think anything has had to happen to me for that, but um, for anybody who has had that experience, um, definitely be thankful for it, that you took heed to the warning, because a lot of people won't and never will, and some may ask, well, why does God even do that for some people if he knows that they won't listen, because God definitely already knows who's going to be saved, but he has to show us us, and he will definitely bring that up on the day of judgment, Well, this happened this happened to you, I had that happen to you, I tried to tell you that you were going wrong, but you didn't want to listen, and that's going to be a lot of people, and just as Tony says, it definitely grieves me that a lot of people will definitely die of Food, but as Matthew 7, 13, and 14 states, most are going to be on that on their road to destruction, only a few will find a way until eternal life. So I pray that whoever is listening and whoever else, I, I want all of us to get saved, even though I know it's all not going to happen. And as Cynthia says, God speaks loud. He will get your attention. He will. but Some people, it's just, man. And those pe- people, especially when you know they're trying to do right and they still won't listen to the, the full truth. It's really sad. It's really sad. But um, if we don't have any questions, then we'll definitely wrap it up there. So again, if you stay in one of the areas that's projected to get bad weather starting tomorrow, definitely be safe, stay in, um, stay dry. And if that be it, we'll, then we'll end right there and see you guys next Thursday with another good topic coming straight from the Word of God. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for the comments. And if you have any questions, our inboxes are always open. So without any further ado, I'm going to go ahead and end it there. And to and to remember, today's tribulations are tomorrow's testimonies. And rejoice in the Lord always. Thank you.